Imagine you wake up tomorrow as the true creator of your own life. What will you do with it? Imagine you could lead yourself through any obstacle or challenge standing in your way. Imagine you feel joyful, alive and free to live the life you dream of, be true to yourself and to make a real difference in the world every single day. You can. You are all these things already. In this moment, tomorrow and the next day. You already have everything you need within you to create, lead and live the life of your dreams. I'm Emily Wilkes and I'm so very excited you've invited me to join you on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Create, Lead, Live. I'm really grateful that you've been able to join me today. Today I am going to be chatting a little bit about um, the idea of being free to be who you are. Free to be me is what I've um, entitled this session. So I wanted to share a little bit of a personal story which might help to kind of illustrate a little bit of what the point of this podcast is all about. And that is that as many of you will be coming to know over the last few months with some of the things that I've been sharing in here and through my programs and workshops, is that over the years I have hidden a part of myself um, that was foundational really to who I was and that is that I'm a spiritual person, um, that I carry spiritual beliefs about the world um, alongside a deep belief that I have and um, value that I hold for science. Um, and so for those of you that have sort of followed this journey, you'll know that I studied science at uni and I progressed a kind of a career in that evidence-based scientific kind of direction. Um, you know, I worked in leadership and other areas, but in, at all times throughout my career, there was this deep value placed on evidence and research and measurement and, you know, um, concrete facts. And what I found was that this spiritual side of myself was something which I disowned, I guess. So I believed in what I believed and I held these values as important to me. But I held them back and didn't share that side of myself with anyone, really. Um, and I did that because there was this sense um, that came through and these reflections that came through in the various environments that I was in, um, that those parts were in many ways contradictory. So how can you be spiritual and believe in spiritual things that are not measurable if you also believe in science and if you believe in science then how can you believe in spiritual matters so there was this kind of like belief or um, a suggestion I guess through the communities I was involved in and through the work and through the discussions that happened that these two were kind of mutually exclu exclusive and that you can't really have one um, without the other um, and so for all these years of my adult life um, 
I only uh, sort of developed my spiritual beliefs in my adult life, in my sort of early 20s is when I started to develop these beliefs um, and I started to kind of learn about different parts of the world that I hadn't experienced before. So from that time to kind of recent, you know, recent times, the last couple of years, I held this close to my chest and I didn't share it or talk about it with anybody uh, because I guess a part of me was ashamed or embarrassed or worried what other people would think or fearful that people would see me. You know, I use this term uh, with some people who are close to me now, which um, and obviously now you guys as well, um, I never wanted to be seen as a quack. I never wanted to be seen as someone who, who wasn't evidence-based. And yet, I have these deep beliefs um, that shape the way that I operate in the world. Um, and not that... Um, I use these in a way that, you know, I don't use these ideas against science. They actually support the science that drives me. So, you know, I, I chatted about this with someone just this past week, which is this idea for some reason that we have that science and spirituality are mutually exclusive. And yet I believe um, that spiritual, spirituality can really help us get in touch more deeply and powerfully with our um, analytical side and can help us to find solutions that we couldn't otherwise find. So as an example, to me, um, I, I find that when I tap into that intuition and that spirituality that I have or that belief that anything is possible, then I suspend my judgment, I suspend my fear, I suspend, you know, suspend my doubt, fear and worry um, and that, in doing that, in letting go of all of those things, I start to find solutions that I never believed were possible. So I start to find innovative ways of doing things. I start to be more creative in the way that I think um, and more creative in the way I approach a problem. So I start to look at things from different angles that weren't available to me when I was using preconceived ideas or judgments or fears or or you know rules that I had in mind and so it's only when I get in touch with that part of myself that I consider to be inspired or that part of myself which that I consider to be that spiritual lens that I can start to suspend all those worldly things that get in the way of me seeing creative solutions and that's not to say that you come up with some random kind of thing that doesn't stand up to the test of science. What you find is when you are creative in this way and you tap into this wise part of yourself is that you contribute to science in new, uh, in new ways. So you can come up with things like people are um, developing and inventing new things all the time like technology is a perfect example imagine if we had just allowed ourselves to be constrained by what was possible and we didn't allow ourselves that creative thought process to enable new things to be possible and new ideas um, to be imagined um, it's only through that imagination and that process of creativity that we start to allow ourselves to explore new ground and new territory and we start to you know, create new things, new real 
tangible things, whether it be products or whether it be ideas um, or theories or, you know, to be able to, you know, learn about new law, like laws that we haven't identified before. This creative process is what actually enables us um, to enact that science. And so far from seeing those things as mutually exclusive, I've actually come to embrace um, the idea that the two actually go hand in hand and that what happens is sometimes when we're scientifically minded, we don't actually acknowledge um, or we can fail to acknowledge the inspired part of us, the creative part of us that actually runs through a lot of the work that we do. So I think about, you know, as an example, people around the world right now who are madly racing to find a vaccine for the coronavirus. Now, a lot of people might see that as um, contrary to spirituality or contrary to a belief in God or the universe or whatever spiritual beliefs that you know that they may hold and yet to me that is the way that spirituality operates like our spiritual beliefs or our you know um, inherent creativity and innovation comes from an inspired place within us which can enable us to make breakthroughs it can enable us to find things that we wouldn't otherwise find and so whilst not all of those people that are searching for a vaccine would consider themselves to be spiritual, I deeply believe that the foundation of them finding these, um, you know, uh, breakthroughs and, you know, creating a whole new world for us comes from something akin to spirituality. So one of the things that, you know, it, to explain in a little bit more detail, to me, spirituality is love and it is, you know, a care and a concern for the people and the world around us. And that, that can come out in many forms. It can come out in so many different ways. And for me, um, that spirituality drives the way that I approach my life. But for other people, it might be that the well-being of others is what drives their approach. And so they're constantly on that search for something which can make the world a better place for someone you know um, for might be for one other person or it might be for a family member or it might be for a community of people um, what drives all of us um, has its own unique uh, lens based on who we are and we have to own that like that's foundational to who we are for me it's spirituality for someone else it is service to others for someone else it's the environment for someone else it's um you know a political mindedness about making you know making a difference in the world through leadership you know it can be any number of different things and it's unique to us but what happens is and what happened to me and what probably happening to lots of people you know, all the time, you know, and I know that it is, which is that we disown certain parts of ourselves because they seem like they don't match up with other parts or parts of our experience or we feel like they're not acceptable for some reason. Like there might be something that you believe or that you hold dear and close to your heart that you feel isn't acceptable to other people and so you don't share it. But when you don't share it with other people, when you hold it back, when you keep it hidden you're in essence saying this is a part of myself 
that is shameful or that is something that um, others don't need to know about me. Now, of course, you don't need to share everything about yourself with others. But what happens when you hold back something that's really deeply important to you, a value that's really you're passionate about and you hold dear um, and that gives you that thrill when you think about it, like something which connects you with deeper meaning in your life. When you hold that back from others, um, you're actually holding it back from yourself. You're not getting to enjoy it. You're not getting to live that value in your every day because you're telling yourself that for some reason that's not okay. For some reason that's not something um, that you want to share with others. And when you do that, you're saying that part of yourself is, is not okay, you know, and you're depriving yourself because when you share that side of yourself that you've been hiding, you'll find other people who either, number one, value for who you are in spite of what you think. They might hold a very different belief than you, but they love you for who you are and they are willing to um, hear what you say and connect with it, even if it doesn't resonate with them. Or, you know, you are depriving yourself the opportunity to have deeper friendships and meaningful relationships with people who might also hold these same beliefs and values, um, who they either might be out there and sharing it openly and proudly, or they might be um, hiding it too, the way you have. So when you hold these parts of yourself back, you prevent yourself living that deep, authentic life um, that gives you joy and that gives you that sense of purpose and meaning and connection with who you are. Um, and you prevent yourself being able to actually live true to that value and use it practically in your day-to-day -day life in the way that you operate. And so I guess I just want to put it out there like, oh, I know this stuff isn't easy because often this is a long path. Like I said earlier on, for me, I've hidden that spiritual side of myself for many, many years. And it's only this past couple of years that I've started to realize that I can't hold this back. I don't want to. Um, and that it doesn't serve me well to hold that part of myself back because actually that brings me joy. Sharing that part of myself with others brings me joy. And not because I need anyone else to see things the way I do, but because this is what it means to be me, unapologetically me. And if I can't do that at any point in time in my life, um, then I'm telling myself that I'm not okay as I am. And I'm not I'm not comfortable to do that anymore um, and I honestly believe that in, in doing that for all those years, I was holding myself back um, from experiencing the joys that life really had to offer me and so as I mentioned, you know, this has been a work in progress for a couple of years but I really deeply believe that we all have these parts of ourselves that we hide for whatever reason and while some of those parts, you know, are not a big deal, they're not a foundation and we, can, we don't have to share absolutely every detail of our lives and what we think and feel and, every, you know, all the inner, innermost secrets. Um, the truth is, if there are things that are foundational to who you are that you're not sharing, then you're missing out on something um, grander that's available for you. And also, you're not going to be making the same level of difference in the world because 
it is from those deep places, those foundational parts of you that you can make a difference. So imagine if you didn't allow, say you're a scientist and you, and you held back those you know, innovative parts of yourself, you may not make the same discoveries that you would if you were, as if you allowed yourself to suspend the judgment and suspend the fear and suspend the rules to enable yourself to find those incredible creative innovations. So it's through embracing those parts of ourselves that we hold back that we actually stand to make the biggest difference in the world and a difference in the world that feels meaningful and something which we can really, um, you know, experience joy and passion for. So that is, uh, I guess, in a snapshot uh, for me, this idea about being free to be who you are and allowing yourself out um, in the world and taking steps toward this if you're not already doing that. Um, now, I wanted to share before we finish that I'm actually going to be delivering a workshop uh, this coming Saturday, the 24th of October, called Free To Be Me. And it's a workshop that aims to help us to increasingly connect with what is happening within us, what is deeply um, meaningful to us, and you know what brings us joy, what really resonates uh, within our hearts and allow ourselves to share more of this with the world. And so if this is something that you'd be interested in, I'll pop the link in the show notes at the bottom of this um, podcast and you can have a little, uh, like click on it and have a look at the page and find out a little bit more about the workshop. I would love it if you would join me for the session, um, but if not, it's there just for you to have a look at and I have created a blog post this week around Free To Be Me as well. So you might find some information or some ideas in there useful for you in sharing a little more of you and letting a little more of you out in the world. I would love to hear from you as to the ways that you share a little bit more of yourself with the world and the ways in which these parts of yourself drive, drive that sort of deep, meaningful um, contribution in the world and that connection with others as well. So please don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch and share some of these things with me as well. Until next time, I hope that you found this podcast uh, interesting or useful to you in some way and I will look forward to speaking with you again soon. Until then, take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me for Create, Lead, Live. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let me know by getting in touch, leaving a review or sharing it with others that you think would enjoy it too. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at coaching at emilywilkes.com or find out more about Create, Lead, Live at emilywilkes.com. I look forward to hearing from you.